You're already recording, aren't you? Well, yeah. Is this our traditional little pre-roll? <laughs> Should we... Uh, congratulations, by the way. The Queensland finally managed to win in the state of origin. Well, I'm proud because we didn't we didn't let you get the three in a row. The three three games. What's this, the series what's this wee watch. business? I'm a Queenslander, mate. You're and a viewer, mate. Every single <laughs> listener. Uh, and, and by the way, just a message to my wife who doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> Who absolutely loves, just like you, Stephen, giving it to me for being a Queenslander. Yeah. This woman, right? <laughs> this woman. This woman uh, who's your wife? This woman yeah. is a Cronulla Shark supporter. Yeah. Now, do you know where? She's, she's, do you know she's where, a big fan of ET. Do you know where she grew up? Where she lived her entire childhood? Not in the Shire. Wahrunga. Really? It's, for people outside that's of Sydney, of, that's the that's leafy north, northern, northern suburbs. Yeah, yeah. The absolute kind of direct opposite of Cronulla. Yeah, well. So here's a woman bagging me for being a Queenslander based on my yeah, she's formative only a, years. She's only a few suburbs out. You're a whole state out. Mate, a few suburbs? <laughs> In NRL terms, yeah. that is absolute sacrilege. Fair enough. Anyway, Queensland smashed it tonight. Absolutely yeah, that blitzed was great. it. Just to save the best game to last, I, I said thought. to you before the game, game that this young, uh, you know, up-and-coming New South Wales team Yep. Needed to win tonight to kind of cement themselves. Now I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're still they're still amazing. And oh, still yeah, they still they won the series, mate. Yeah. But that it would have been an absolute kick in the guts mm. to Queensland. Absolutely, I think but Queensland. They, that. they were playing for pride tonight, and they certainly got that. They, they, they for played Billy. really well. They playing for Billy. Absolutely, yeah. I think Wally Wally Lewis at the start of the game said they're also playing for positions in next year's squad. Yeah, which is uh, they, they made a statement tonight for sure. Oh, at least Ben Hunt didn't make another mistake. He played well tonight. I thought. Well, played I mean, well. he's cost us a couple of but important although games. Although his replacement, Daily Cherry Evans, he man of the match performance. Outstanding. His kicking game was just on point. As we record this, we get to see yeah. who actually gets man of the match. Absolutely. Let's just yeah. call it. Right still... now, two blokes talking origin. Yeah. Daily Cherry Evans, man yeah, of the match. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We've just finished watching State of Origin for those who were trying to work out what we're talking about. Yeah, if you're not a New South Welshman, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad luck. Um, what can I mean? Get over it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Not the series, though, mate. Boyd Corden. We're going to watch him raise the shield okay. in a moment. Just like everyone. First time in a few mate, years. Everyone listening. One year in a row. Bored already. <laughs> Okay. It's like as if we started talking Star Wars. Is that right? I wouldn't go That's that far. That's the point that we've I wouldn't go to. that far. Yeah, no. Let's okay. do the show. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For my latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 351. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com. Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Stephen... Good evening and um, yeah. happy 351st. Yes, and uh, happy 351 to you. And also thanks to all our listeners who got in touch and, Wonderful. and congratulated us on our 350th. Tributes uh, were flowing. It was, it was lovely to hear from you all. It was, it was like one of us died. Not quite Tributes that far. flowing. Yeah. But no, we got we got a few few nice tweets and people on LinkedIn were even messaging it us. Was, it was great. It was lovely of the people at Deck PR to send some cupcakes. Yeah, how that were they, great. by the way? They never, never got one of them. There was a lot of kids. Why do they send them to you and not me? Why is well, that? I think that just says a that lot. That probably just it? says, you know, they know that I, my, I treat my body like a temple. They don't send them to me. They oh, think, yeah. They what think sort of Trevor, temple is it? <laughs> they send them to a Trevor. A Baha'i temple? The big <laughs> yeah. round one at the top of the hill? No, not at all. They said, let's send them to Trevor. 
He'll, he'll smash them. Yeah, we had uh, Phoenix and athletes. It's school holidays, <laughs> play dates. There was plenty of kids around. Yeah, cupcakes. Daddy, what's sort deck? Of. What does deck three fifty episodes on top mean? Uh, they didn't get a chance they just, to read they them. They just, they just smashed they just, them. They just nailed yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I got home and they're like, Dad, look, what's been delivered for you? And I answered, yeah, yeah, good, some of your best. The only the closest I got to was a photo that you sent me on a message. Says, no. uh, I don't think these will last by the time I see you next. I think well, was the I just message. wanted to make it clear that we'd been okay. well um, acknowledged. Uh, My reply was enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you to, to everyone who got in touch. And, yeah. of course, to Uniden and Nitki, our sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen, let's push through the show non-stop no here stings. tonight. Oh, no stings. Well, I'm, I'm mindful that, A... You've got to put an intro in, you know. I'm a bit now. useless. Uh, <laughs> and, B, um, it's it's late. It is, it okay, is, yeah. So let's make sure this is available to everyone on uh, Thursday away. morning. Absolutely. Uh, right across Australia. So... Um, as we record, it is uh, the 11th of July, and the 11th of July is a big day for the iPhone. Not the iPhone globally, but specifically here in Australia. <laughs> the iPhone 3G was announced by Steve Jobs at WWDC uh, on June the 9th, uh, American yep. time, June the 10th, Australian time, uh, on in 2008. Um, on that very day, Vodafone and Optus announced that they would be bringing the phone to Australia on July 11, and it was not until the 30th of June that Telstra said, we're bringing the iPhone to Australia. Yep. Uh, and on July 11, I believe, and I need to have this checked, but uh, someone who was at the time senior at Telstra said on my Facebook page today, uh, Michael Jackson passed away. Uh, it was the same day as the iPhone came out. No, that's wrong. He passed away in 2009, Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. See, uh, do you remember Craig Middleton? I do. He's mucked that date up. He's a year up. off. Yeah, he's, he's a year, a year off. off. Yeah, Michael Jackson definitely died in 2009. So July 11, 2008, yeah. uh, the so iPhone a year, a year earlier 3G than comes out in Australia. Yep. And, you know, the point here is that before that time, um, Nokia N95 was about as smart as they came other than a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. BlackBerry was the Blackberry smartest still, thing on, on the still market. Still doing well right? at that still time. Still doing very well. Still that, killing it. Qantas yeah. Club covered in Blackberries. You know what yes, I mean? Like that, was a, that was a big guide for me. Yeah, I think the iPhone at the time, and I remember having, I, worked, I was working at the Telegraph at the time, and you know how Apple, you, you get the device early under embargo. Mm-hmm. I had this, I'm not joking, two and a half weeks early yep. under embargo. And it was, there was so much hype around it that I, I remember riding, like I'd be in the lift, all these people in the lift, and you hear people talking, oh, have you heard, seen that iPhone? How good's that? And, I, and, and it's right there in my pocket. I'm thinking, I've, I've mm. got it. I was just desperate to show it to them, but I couldn't. The thing is, um, and it's interesting, 10 years uh, for Australia, 11 years globally, um, there's been 17 iPhones uh, mm. in Australia um, because yep. of all the variants, the five Cs, the SEs, yeah. the uh, the pluses in, well, in the range. Three last year, last year. they did. Yeah, that's right. Um, we could get to 20 this year if there's three again. Absolutely. Um, but the 3G was was a good phone, but the 3GS was probably you know a real proper step up you know in terms of yeah. speed and the things that it did. Hard to believe that the original iPhone, which was only released in the US, yeah. I think the UK had it. I actually imported one and unlocked it and used yep. it here. Yep. Uh, but it was only a 2G phone. Yeah. 2G, the first iPhone in 2007. So we, we Australia never got that, unfortunately. No. But the, I remember the time when the announcement was, okay, iPhone's coming to Australia. And what, what I initially thought, because do you remember the year before when – the iPhone was only released through one carrier. AT&T. It was only, well, they were called Singular at the announcement, then mm. they became AT&T. Yep. So I was thinking, and many of us at the time were thinking, that the same would happen which here. telco is going to get it? Like, yeah. who's going to get it? We thought, oh, it must be Telstra, it might be Vodafone, it might be Optus, were, they wanted to own this thing. Yeah. So that was the real mystery as well around the time where 
which network's going to get it. And, and then that was eventually why, they all got it. That was why I thought it was interesting and I, to point out the timeline there that Optus and Vodafone announced it on the day. Um, but it wasn't until uh, many weeks later that Telstra yeah. announced it because you would assume uh, in, in a deal like that that Telstra would get it. It was, it was also interesting. You've got to remember that Apple, this was their first foray into the Australian telco market. Oh, right? yeah. So yeah. this was also the way that I understood it and the way it probably still is today that Apple had a cut in the data. They had a cut in everything. Mm. And I think this was a, 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 a deal or a phone that was – First, for a first for the telcos in Australia, where the the manufacturer had the power, the manufacturer dictated all of that. And, and just to put that in even more context, uh, the first iPhone, two thousand seven, was sold in six countries. Uh, Steve Jobs stood on stage in two thousand eight and said, "We wanted to." We, he listed a bunch of things that needed to happen to make this mm. a more successful phone, and it was one of those funny, you know, it needs to be this, it needs to be that. And guess what? It is. It is yeah. all these things. Yeah. But he said we wanted to. We wanted to reach twelve countries with a stretch goal of twenty five, and then this long, like seriously, a couple of minutes on stage, mm-hmm. a map of the world, and just populating it with countries, and it yeah. was just clicking up, you know, naming every country yeah. that was being added, and Australia was almost the last uh, in the list, yeah. uh, got, getting it to, I think, 65 or 70 countries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was 70, and, and Australia was the 65th one mentioned. So they went from six countries to 70 in one year, and I think just on a scale, that's, that's I think it's all, it's all well and good for, for us yeah, to talk yeah. about, you know, three telcos. That's got to happen in every market. Absolutely, like it's a yeah. big deal totally. for them to, to expand. And I think it was because they they had themselves a hot property. They did and they no, totally. It. Well, do you remember the original when he originally announced the iPhone at at, at the at MacWorld two thousand and seven? Mm. I can remember how conservative they were in their estimates. Do you yeah. remember that when you mm. said we're, our goal if we, if we get to you know maybe if we get ten percent we'll be over the moon. So they knew that at the time there was BlackBerry, Nokia was still a powerhouse, all these big companies. Here's little old Apple coming along with a phone mm. that was, it dazzled everybody, but he still, even for Steve Jobs, who was always the big picture kind yeah. of guy, we're going to do everything really big. Even he was a really conservative about how how much, how many they were going to sell. And it did take, it, it took, I think, well, I think 100 days to sell a million phones, yeah. and which at the time there were people camping out. It was, it was a, an event. And then I think the following phone, so the phone that Australia got, worldwide, it took, I think, half the time to sell a million phones. So It was interesting to me doing the research into this because we did it on the Today Show this morning, and I've got it up on EFTM. Um, uh, the very first plan at Optus was $79 a month, uh, no, no upfront cost for the phone. Now, today, you can get iPhone 8. Eighty bucks, yeah. which is plan plus phone included. So, what was the data though? The data was like uh, hundred meg or it something. It was hard, <laughs> hard to find that information, but uh, you know, let's not worry about that because really, it would it would have been equivalent. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is, market equivalent style. Yep. You know, it's it's actually probably cheaper if you look at CPI and all those Maybe. things. Yep. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but a couple of things worth pointing out over the life of the iPhone, the controversies. Yeah. Um, you can't help but go past Antenna Antenna Gate. Gate. I remember that um, well. I remember that well. I remember it because. Um, I got an iPhone for in the country, yeah. and before it went out, and this was, to be clear, this was before. How? Okay, so this was before I was, you know, in the loop essentially, yeah. right? But I remember on Facebook a guy who's he kind of disappeared from my world. I think he's, you know, had a bunch of life changes and things that he's, you know, rebranded or something. But anyway, um, he he messaged something along the lines of anyone know how to unlock an iPhone? Like back then, you would jailbreak a phone. Yeah. So Australia wasn't getting the we iPhone. We were getting for, it straight away. No, we were, yeah. we were you know several a few weeks later. Back. Yep. So he'd gotten one from AT and T, 
uh-huh. and got it here, and it wouldn't bloody work uh-huh. because you needed to unlock it and all those things. Okay. And I said, mate, listen, um, I can't help, but can I have it for 24 hours? And I, I rang Channel 9, and I did a, a live cross from standing out the front of the Bondi store yeah. the day before it opened, the day before the phone became available, because AntennaGate was huge, yeah. and I had the thing. And, you know, the whole, whole problem was you gripped the phone, and it would go from four bars down to three or three bars down to two. And the idea was that how could it be that you could hold the phone in your hand and you could lose signal? And it was I true. That well. I mean, look, yeah. I, I remember squeezing it hard yeah. and seeing it disappear. I remember driving home, and I wrote about it on what at the time was Your Tech Life. I, I wrote about how I had mm. the experience, and it didn't. I didn't lose calls. It just yeah. the num the bars disappeared. Totally. I, I I was still working at the telly at the time. I actually saw. I was at the launch of that at WWDC that year, yeah. and that was the year where he told everyone to turn off their Wi Fi because mm. he wanted to demonstrate FaceTime. Yeah. So I remember having that phone ahead of launch again under embargo. And that the telly at the time wanting a story about it, uh, you know, an op-ed piece about it. What does this mean? Is, uh, is their future over now in the phone space? And then Apple responded to that controversy. I remember it was Saturday morning our time when Apple had a special had event a yeah. to address it. And they'd even gone to the trouble of gripping other devices, a BlackBerry, a, mm. a Sony Ericsson, all these other phones, and demonstrating the loss of bars. That it wasn't an Apple thing. It was no, a, it was a, it was a phone thing. Essentially, yeah. since we got rid of the little antenna on the top yeah. that used to poke out and be the antenna, yeah. and the antenna became part of the body, it was happening Completely. to everything. Yeah, Telstra have a grip test uh, out at their testing yeah. centre in Western Sydney that tests this very thing. But they had to they had to avert the controversy by talking about it and offering a free case. Absolutely. Uh, or a refund. They yeah. said, if you don't like it, yeah. you can get your money back. How many they, t- had, they had a bumper. Remember the bumper? Yeah. So they offered them for free. Or a case, I think it was. It was. It was a. It was. It was because back then cases yeah. weren't still yeah, the industry that they, they had caught on. Yeah, that's right. See, today, yeah. I've got no doubt that the signal strength drops when you hold in certain ways. But Absolutely. they have moved the antennas yeah. to the top. The phones are taller now, so less likelihood of it happening. I remember that press conference when, the, before the press conference started, they played a YouTube clip of a guy. I think his his handle was he writes a song a day, song a day, and then the mm. the story the the song was about. Uh, if you don't want an iPhone 4, just take it back. And and, and he addressed all the antenna gate controversy. Mm-hmm. Really, it's on YouTube. It's a really quirky little song that Steve Jobs goes, oh, I thought, you know, we, we'll give that a, a bit of a play before we talk about it. it sort of lighten the mood a lot. Well, they kind of, it didn't affect them in the end. It, nah, they moved on. It went let's, well. Let's face it. The no, other big one, and I remember this even more vividly because, it, you know, my by that by this time, we're talking iPhone 5, I was doing a lot more little radio spots across mm-hmm. the country and things, and it was just everyone's number one talk topic was they're changing the plug on the bottom, you know. So we went from yeah, the, what the, is the thirty the, the pin, you know, the, you yeah. know, the one and a half centimeter little plug uh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. at the bottom to, to the lightning, yeah. And everyone's thinking, but I've just bought a dock, or I've got yeah. all these cables and things, and it was a nightmare. How could they, how could they do this? Mm. And now we look back at that and we go, well, how stupid were we? I mean, honestly, yeah. move on. But Apple was also resistant to going for the big phone. Remember. Do you remember yeah. all the phones were starting to be five-inch screens and 4.7, and Apple hung in there with the four-inch display? Remember how they, they, they said, oh, look, you know, the, the thumb it's radius. It's got to be some. Yeah. There's a couple of Steve Jobisms that have been, uh, you know, slowly put to, put to the side. Yep. I Like the thumb reach yeah. and the pencil, screen. Yeah. The, the, the stylus on stylus. an iPad. Yep. You know, the, your finger's your best stylus. Things that he would never never allow, you know, in, in, in yeah. terms of what he well, would the say. Mar- the market changes. Let's totally. face it. The market's changed. 
the other the other thing too, and uh, was when they did introduce the big screens, which mm. you said they would never introduce. Yeah. I'll just remind our listeners that you said Apple will never make a big screen phone because I was keeping the faith with the great Steve Jobs. Okay, yeah. okay, but that was the year then they introduced. Remember the six came out, so six and six S. And so, boom, had a six big screen six plus. plus. Yep. Sorry, six six plus. And then, uh, yeah, so they were suddenly, now there was a phone that was as big as the opposition. Yeah. Plus they had the other phone that was, if you didn't want a big phone for people like yourself, yep. they wanted a little phone, then they still had it. Then there's the courageous move to remove the headphone jack. Courageous. <laughs> Yeah, headphones. Well, now look at all the other companies that have done it. Exactly. So how many, like, I think the Google it Pixel, is, off the Google Pixel hasn't got it anymore, has it? Quite honestly, though, it is pretty annoying now and then. Like, I've got, so when I tra- when I fly, I've still got my Bose QC20s, the in-ear yeah. cable ones. So and you need your little it's got, adapter. It's got a lightning adapter on the bottom. And I was low on battery uh, during the week when I was flying to Melbourne. And I, so I had, I was charging. Got in the plane, I went, Ugh, we're going to make a decision here. Is my, tif- is my 15% battery going to last through listening to this podcast? Or do I just put the headphones in? So you in? don't use the AirPods? No, I hate Mate, them. I, I, whenever I travel, I've got my Bose QC20, so the in-ear Look, noise cancelling, and I've got the AirPods. So when I'm, I'm listening to my I'm phone... I'm a fat bloke with bad fashion skills at the very start. <laughs> I don't want to look even more like an idiot wearing <laughs> yeah. those stupid things. They don't look too bad. Mate, they Come look stupid. On. I wear them all the time. I must look stupid then because I wear them. I mean, I'm in the Steven, gym when I'm running, Steven, walking. You look stupid. <laughs> I'm okay. Well, mate, a lot of people look stupid because a lot of people. Uh, oh, a mate, lot of if people. If anyone wear wants my opinion, you look stupid wearing them. I've never seen anyone that looks good wearing yeah, them. But what's the difference between wearing the AirPods and wearing the regular earphones? All that's missing is the cord. Yeah, it looks better with the cord. Okay, so it's not stupid having a cord attached, but. Without get rid of the cord, you look stupid. It's just it's just a funny okay. look. Now, right. I, I'm, it's now you, take me... you did also say that you're not the a fashion. Uh, correct. I'm icon, slowly so acclimatizing not... <laughs> to it, but I also think people walking around with yeah. big headphones on look stupid. Yeah, I'm gone with you there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm, I, I, I'm just a narc, right? Yeah. I just I'm an old school narc. I think walking around with big <laughs> headphones on makes you look stupid and you're blocking out the world. Yep. And I think there I have I'm yet to see. I've seen a couple of in ear wire proper wire free ones. But I'm talking tiny little B&O or something. You know, they're, they're not big yep. bows. You know, th- there's a lot of work still to be done there on nailing smaller, the in-ear, wire-free yeah. headphones. Some, there are discrete headphones. Watch, but, uh, uh, yeah. and, and also, interesting, you know, remember the 5C? It kind of came and went very quickly. The coloured yeah. the colored plastic, sort of the plastic phone, phone using the insides yeah. of the of the 5. That came out when the 60, didn't the S, it? The SE, yeah, it was. That's yeah. the same year. And the SE came out, which is the SE was a massive favourite. I, I was a massive yeah. fan of that. Yes, massive I know. fan. I know. Um, but you, you know, your little screens. Even though they <laughs> little things, um, <laughs> even though they didn't, uh, it's it's like the story of the iPod. They didn't invent the music player. They just made it made it made, it, made it better. Yeah, exactly. Um, fingerprint sensors. Well, let's let's look at the effects. A lot good, of things. That's a good uh, good point. The the iPhone was basically the beginning of the end for the iPod. Then wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it's it's slowly ate away. At, and at the time, the iPod was this all conquering device mm. that mate w- was the Go to MP3 player, and then the iPhone came along, and then slowly cut it, cut its grass yeah. until eventually, is the iPod Touch? I think is still available. Is that all that's still available? Yeah, I think the Touch is available. The Touch. shuffle shuffle ended yeah. a year and a half ago. So, so it's it's uh, that that took its toll there. But and yeah. then we sort of move along to them uh, removing the home button altogether. So the iPhone yes. 10, which we're up to now. Well, I said this morning, if you look at the generations of iPhones, you know, it's a very stock standard thing. It's a rectangular object with a rectangular screen and a mm-hmm. circle. And that, that icon, the, you know, iconified look is very yeah. much 
iPhone. Absolutely. Um, and if you now then go, righty, so what's the future? All you can do is say, look at the 10 and go, well, there's no button. Mm. And, and it's the square, sc- the, the, uh, the rectangular screen is, is replaced with something that, that is much more taller and, and different. Mm. That's the future of the iPhone. What the iPhone does and can do in five years, impossible to announce. What do you think they're going to announce this year? What's, what's your, I'm thinking they're going to have Mate, iPhone 10s just with bigger screens. Yeah. So I, the iPhone 10 Plus. I think I, I, I'm worried that the cost of the technology in the iPhone 10 is still too high for them to have an iPhone at 999 yeah. that has that design and features. So my feeling is there'll be an iPhone 9 or mm. an 8S. I think they'd be smarter yeah. to go 8S because yep. 9 is complicated. Sure. iPhone 8S, 8S Plus. Uh-huh. And maybe they'll introduce facial rec because you think there's a lot of space in the top of that thing. Mm. They could probably easily introduce Face oh. ID and things like that into the 8S and 8S Plus. I reckon they might even go the route of having a phone, an iPhone, without a notch and without a home button. So the notch is kind of the iPhone ten signature look. Yeah. And then maybe having the 9 as more like looks like the Galaxy S9 sort of yeah, top and bottom. all, all yeah. screen, no home button. I, I, it's kind of a I 10. wouldn't rule out four phones this year. Uh, 8S, 8S Plus, yeah, 10 and, and 10 nine. Pro. Yeah, wow. True. Like, I don't know, I don't know how I they... I can't see them change the design of the 10 unless they do the bigger screen. Like the i10 Pro, was that what you were saying would be yeah. the biggest screen? So maybe oh, yeah. maybe it's just three new phones, mm. the 10 Pro being a slightly bigger version of the 10, yeah. and the 8S and the 8S Plus being the uh, the, the, the standard. Still the, the, yeah, and having the 9 as sort of the one in between. And mate, well, here's the, the fourth phone, one. an SE2. I still think they could sell a buckload yeah. of SE2s. Well, that, that's one thing where, and the SE was more affordable, not not exactly cheap, but no. what, they don't have a phone. I think, what was the SE, about $799, $899? Yeah, it, was, it ended up being 679 ish yeah, so if they've, if they've got a phone playing in that space, they need something, I reckon, for those people who can't afford the, mm. the not 8, 9, and 10. Mate, guts of a 7. Yeah. You know, well, weren't we speculating that the SE2 or whatever it's going to call was kind of going to kind of look like the iPhone 6? Potentially. Which is like the 7 and 8 there's anyway. There's no reason why it still couldn't look like the old iPhone 5. Yeah. And just have more power. Maybe. So, yeah, I think it's a big year. It's a, it's it's At this point, this is the great thing. There's no rumours right now. Or there's no genuine leaks well, yeah. right now, okay? Well, so I think it'll ramp up. I think people could happily... I'd be really happy for people to look back at episode 351 of Two Blokes Talking Tech and go how right or wrong we got it yeah. come September. Because right now, totally. we are going on our gut, our feeling, our yeah. instinct, as opposed to, oh, well, I've seen this and that's feeding this. And, you know, mm. there is no really no rumour out there yet that has any basis. So Because, you know, I for Apple... With the iPhone 10, and, and it, let's face it, it was it's an expensive phone. Yeah, it, I I don't think it quite hit their expectations. I don't think it met their their sales expectations because it was expensive. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember know, reading mate, it. Oh. It sort of it fell a bit short. They're saying it was a massive success. Yeah, but who, but it, the market it's, sort mate, of expected analysts, more. Analysts are wankers, yeah. right? They don't know <laughs> what they're talking about. They really don't. They're, they're never happy, right? Yeah. When Apple yeah, says, when they say, oh, they an, anal- the an high, analyst yeah. says, oh, it didn't sell enough, and Apple goes, we're really happy. Yeah. Or Apple says, we, we're, you know, we sold, we didn't sell enough. They go, you sold it, you were fine. It's stupid. Analysts are idiots. I just, I just think it's a ridiculous yeah. world that, of stock prices they live in. And Apple, yeah, but fortunately, like, uh, pretty much though, ignore them. A $1,500 or yeah, $1,800, if you want to go the, the yeah, six. Yeah. That that's a lot of money to spend on it. It's crazy. So, like, I know Apple's profit margin's massive. So, are they are they looking at maybe like keep the iPhone 10 Pro up at that price and maybe having the nine as kind of the the in between the eight maybe and the, have it the slightly more affordable. Oh, I think we're what we more both tiers. agree on here is that it would be good to have a 
700, mm. 900, 1200, 1500, yeah. range. Well, the only reason Samsung, I think, are ahead of Apple in the terms of them being number one in the world is because is they have they've got, they've got, a, they've got a $99 phone yeah, and, exactly. a, and a $1,500 phone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Two blokes talking tech, uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. Yeah, well, it's not only the 10th anniversary of the iPhone in Australia, it also coincided with the launch of the App Store. Yeah. Now, I can remember, now, I was one of these lunatics who brought over a 7, the iPhone, sorry, the original in 2007, yeah. the original iPhone, unlocked it, and even then, because you had to jailbreak it, there were some developers out there who built these little mini applications that they called, oh, here's some apps for your phone. Did you remember? Did you yeah. ever unlock a 7? No. Uh, oh, sorry, 7. I keep calling it 7. The original iPhone in no. 2007. And I remember getting apps on the phone that was... I think one of them was like a little game you play. I think one was a golf game. I'm thinking, wow, this is on my phone. This is crazy. So a year later, when it became official, App Store launches and 500 apps in the store. So yeah. they would have obviously worked with some developers. Mm. 500 apps. Ten years later, that's now more than 2 million apps. And the way it went was in March 20, 2008, they announced um, like they were opening an SDK they had uh, you know 25,000 developers apply to uh, to be part of the program the the detail program which allowed it to do the, the phone stuff 4,000 they let in and you know an SDK they don't even talk about that kind of language anymore you know yeah. this was it was watching the WWDC from 2008 is very it's so much more nerdy than <laughs> even the 2018 one which is which is nerdy as heck yeah. right but here is Steve Jobs talking about the ability for people to get these things on their phone I mean, it's just mind-blowing to think that that didn't exist. It's as Crazy. weird to watch as the 2007 keynote where he talks about having to pinch and zoom and the the, yeah. uh, uh, the elastic band effect and things like Crazy. all these things about an iPhone. So, But the, the numbers are what's staggering to me. The numbers are phenomenal. A hundred billion dollars paid to developers, which means Apple themselves made 40 billion. Yeah. Um, that's you know. So when you buy an app for for ninety nine cents, folks, seventy cents goes to the developer, thirty cents or twenty nine cents goes to yep. to Apple. That's the that's the way it works. And Apple has written checks for a hundred billion dollars. Well, you you think about it. How how did the how did it happen? Like if you were a software developer, mm. you would have had to pitch your idea to sort of one of these few companies that actually marketed and packaged software and sold it in stores. Like yeah. there was no other way of doing it. Yeah. Now the app store comes along. And suddenly, if you're a developer with an idea, you, you can suddenly market this to millions of people around the well, world. Well, let's use that exact same you know, old school versus new school analogy and say, right, I'm a, I'm a smart dude. I can code. I can, you know, I can make programs. Um, and, and I've got this idea for a thing. Well, let's call it a game because you know, a lot of games yeah. are being made. So I've got a great, great idea for a game. I'm going to make it. And in you know, 1995, you've got a great idea for a global you know, market game. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's, let's say there's a billion computers. I don't know how many were there back yeah. then. But you've got to make a game. Then you've got to print it onto discs. You've got to, you've got yeah. to get it in distribution to stores. Package it. There's a whole <laughs> range of things that happen. Now, it might be a $99 game, it might be a $50 game. No yeah. matter what happens, you're getting five or six bucks and it's, it's a huge risk because someone's yeah. got to pay for that overhead. I think Today, too, at, at that time though, if you're a developer, a game developer, Remember there were a lot of browser-based games. Remember, like, remember the cricket games. Yeah, but used I, to play? I'm kind of I'm kind of going back to the point when it yeah. when there was just distributed software. Yeah, even before. But that. I mean, before, before that, that was the other developers' alternative was to build a browser-based yeah. game, and they were yeah. rubbish, <laughs> um, flash-based games, stuff like that. Yeah, but you couldn't so, play them anywhere but on your computer. So today, there are, and this this literally blew my mind. One point three 
billion active Apple devices in the world. Seriously, that is a yeah. fine print stat That's that crazy. is not talked about enough today. Yeah. And the thing with Apple devices, and you know, you know this yourself, is that they, they, they hang around for a long time. Like there's still people oh, yeah. using iPhone 4s yeah. and 4Ss. And so they do have the device have a longevity. Even at this year's WWDC, they were talking about how iOS 12 will work on an iPhone 5S, yes. which and is make a five year old phone. And make it better. So. That, that's you know, why traffic, there's the billions of devices, and this is why it's it's a it's a career. This is why it's a market. This is why it's a yeah. business because you've got a you've got a potential device audience of 1.3 billion. You've got 500 million visitors every single week to the App Store. I mean, what eyeballs yeah. if you get if you get listed and stuff? It's it's a big deal. But let's talk about too that the the impact that the App Store had on our lives. Yeah. Like now you can play these great games on your phone. You can. You can do your work better. You can manage. You know, we can get on, share things on social media, mm. create, meet people. Like how many of these apps have suddenly, like Instagram, uh, Tinder, all these apps that are now part of our everyday lives. Although Tinder, not for you, yeah, no. being happily married men. But uh, you know what I'm saying. That there's uh, these apps that now rule our lives I, every day. I, so apps, and then what an app enabled. So the other thing that I think, just finally, we should talk about is. And I remember writing this in 2014, and I did a really fun, in fact, it was one of my very, it was like my third or fourth Today Show segment. It was things Steve Jobs could never have imagined the iPhone yeah. could do. And it was unlocking the, the door of my house, uh, you know, being able to see the pop plant, yeah. you know, turn on light globes. Think about now what a device, the iPhone, the apps that developers are able to create and interface with, whether it's the Bluetooth, the yeah. NFC, whatever it is. Um, Th these things are, are absolutely yeah. game changers, and absolutely. there is just no way anyone at Apple thought that ten years ago. Totally right. Yeah, it's it's totally changed our lives. Literally, it's the the smartphone in combination with an app. It's the remote control of our lives. It it runs our lives totally. If you're if you've got some fond memories of uh, iPhone times, your favourite iPhone, your first iPhone, tweet us uh, at Trevor Long at Stephen Finnick. Hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. The Two Blows Talking Tech Podcast are uh, proudly sponsored by Uniden. And they've got a range of products. They, they, they do make a fair few. They've got their phones and security devices, CB radios. But they've also got a range of new in-car in dash cams. So this, these are devices that are your eyes and ears on the road. And they've got a range that suits every budget. They've also got uh, a, range, a range of cameras that suit any vehicle. Uh, they do have their new iGo cam range, which allow you to record high definition and even 4K video on the road. So that added detail allows you to capture uh, people, car makes and number plates. So to get your side of the story straight, if you've got a dash cam, you can do that. There's also, they've got LCD screens that tell you things like give you the local speed limit. They also have a, uh, warning systems where you're coming up to a red light and speed camera. So it's not just about recording what happens on the road. Some models even have lane assistance too. So if you, if you drift out of your lane, they'll even remind you to turn your headlights on if you haven't done that already. So the, these devices also have parking mode. So if you're in a car park, they can also monitor what's going on around you. There are dual camera models as well. So you have front and, and rear uh, cameras as well to monitor what's doing all around your car, whether you're parked or driving. The full range of, of dash cams from Uniden, you can check them all out at uniden.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 351. Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au and uh, Trevor Long from eftm.com. Stephen, you've played Fortnite, right? 
I have not. I've watched what? Fortnite. I haven't oh, okay. played. Haven't your, son, played. your son plays it, doesn't My it? son's a massive yeah, so player. Seen yeah. it. So this is fun to me, and I, I fully can't give you the whole rundown here, but they're moving into a new season. So this thing changes by seasons, and what okay. happens is the world, the, the map, evolves. How long has it been around? It hasn't been a year yet, has it? Oh, it's only been like six months. I don't know. Okay. But we're coming up to season five, season right? Season five, wow. So what's been happening, so about a week, and my son, I don't know how he knows this stuff, because he's not he's not allowed on a screen much, right? Yeah. But he gets all this research. So about a week ago, the rocket, which was in the map, actually took off. And and, and when, it, when it took off in, in into space, it actually kind of bounced off what looks like a cracked, you know, like a dome over the top of the world. So it's created this crack in the world. But then all around the map, things are disappearing. So you go up to um, this building, which used to have a, a burger on top, which was a burger joint. And, and if you were there at the right time, the burger disappeared. So this is all happening. The, the world is kind of imploding ahead of a whole new season, which starts in just a couple of days from now. But in terms of marketing, these people have absolutely smashed it out of the park. In a desert in California, <laughs> someone stumbled across the hamburger. So this thing that was uh, in a cartoon world in Fortnite has been placed in, in the real world in the desert. And there's all these llamas that have been placed all around the world in European countries everywhere. Uh-huh. And they're, 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 they're full of loot in the game. Yeah, well. But what makes it really cool is a dude went out to this, uh, this hamburger in the desert. And there was a couple of people there that were like measuring out. It looked like they were you know, FBI investigators and they were secret agents. And they, <laughs> they were given a card. The secret agent's number was, you know... A, 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 712 and and 380 one of the numbers if you type it in your phone it's FORT Fort Knight uh, and Epic that like it's all uh, codes nice. they were given a they were given a business card with like an answering service it's just this really crazy great underground marketing yeah, wow. which is drawing huge attention from a very passionate community mate i can't think of another you know activation that isn't just you know bloody banner ads on websites and yeah. you know billboards and things for something that is this really cult based fan based reminds game me, reminds me a little bit of the sort of the hysteria around pokemon go you know people were traveling the streets yeah. searching for stuff this is kind of taking the game out mate, into the real world i, I don't I mean, the, where it's gone, it's gone kind of across Europe and in the, in, in the US. I yep. just, I don't know. I don't imagine that it'll come to Australia, but gee whiz, Never they're done. getting a lot of attention for it. See, this is the thing. It's a not fan getting, might do it's it. It's not getting massive mainstream attention, but it's getting attention where it matters for them. And they, they, they build this amazing loyalty among their users. And I think that's what's really critical for them. So shout out to, to anyone that, that's, uh, that's involved. Well done. Good but job. more importantly, if you're a mum or a dad and your kids are playing Fortnite, uh, bone up say, on it. Get off that screen. Well, we just, just, this is the, this, this is the cool How thing. How long do you let your son play Fortnite? He's only allowed to play, play screens an hour a day. Okay. Uh, but one at school holidays. And so that's a part of his hour a day. He can fit Fortnite in if he wants. Yeah, if he wants to play Fortnite for an hour, go for your life, buddy. Okay. But you're off as soon as the only hour's one up. hour. So is that before dinner or after dinner? Oh, it's never after dinner. No, because right, he goes got to go to bed. No, he doesn't. But but he's not okay. allowed to play screen after dinner. Right. Um, but and who's cool with that? Mate, he doesn't rules. argue the toss with you. Say, Dad, come on, another half hour, mate. Come no, on, never. Yeah, well, he knows the rules. The rules eh? So the kids are given three wishes for the school holidays. Three what, what are the things you want to do? I want to have the. I want to have a play date with this this kid or whatever. Okay. I want to go play golf. Three or whatever. wishes each, or, or yeah, between three, them? three each. Um, Jeez, you know, nice. so you want to, you want to have one. Who's which friend do you want to have around? Yeah, right. What thing do you want to do? Jacko's like, I want all all day all day screen time. Um, <laughs> and mate, school smart, holidays, smart fair, one. Fair yeah, cool. so he's getting. They, they're all getting that on one day. Okay, so there's one day where they get to just. And mate, here's the tip: they don't play all day. 
Okay. They get bored after two hours. Yeah. Like they're like, I've had enough, and so they take a take break. Over. Then you take over. Yeah, buddy, it? I pull out the racing car seat. <laughs> mate, I've hooked the racing car I seat saw, up the Xbox. I saw your kids on the drive mate, the racing Harry, car. Harry, oh, so it. cute, mate. Yeah, it's so it. good. He's it. actually not a bad little driver. Right? At six years old, mate. Forza Horizon. Might, it's might not exactly Formula a sim. One driver when he gets older. I think, he's, we, mate, we've missed that. You've got to you've got to get started in karting at three. Really, to make that wow. yeah, these days. Formula One drivers are sixteen. Holy hell! So yeah, no. Anyway, but, so as a parent, um, good stuff. Uh, check out the check out the story at eftm.com so that you can talk to your kids knowingly. Because when I said Absolutely. to Jacko, I said, "Mate, come and have a look at this." He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, the llamas are everywhere." I went, "Oh." How did you know already? So he knew already. I was heaps disappointed. Uh, I thought I'd broken a story, basically, for him. Yeah, right. But he no. said, yeah, right, oh, Dad. Massive disappointment. Yeah, right, oh, Dad. Well, let's change gears a bit, mate. Let's talk about the NBN and some interesting uh, some interesting findings from your friends at finder.com.au. Okay. And uh, they come, I, I found this, regardless of who, who came up with this, I still think this is really interesting yep. because this surprised me. And, and what they said was that 80% of NBN users... Stuck with their pre-NBN provider. Bullshit. Well, look, can I just go through the stats though, real quickly? Okay, so I'm just, put, I'm just putting my opinion on. Okay, the table. no, I understand. They they they, in, they interviewed, and this is only a survey of they couldn't interview every single NBN user. So it was, <laughs> a, 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 it was 1,235 NBN users, right? Yeah. So they showed that 80% of those people uh, stayed put. Now, of the 20% who did not who did make the switch, mm. 15% did so because they found a better deal. Five percent were forced to change because they their current provider didn't offer the NBN. Okay, what? So they, this is why those people had to switch. So for oh. for five percent, their current provider, whatever it was, they didn't have NBN. That's why they had to change. And for the other fifteen percent, that they decided, well, we got a better deal. So that may, that's the twenty percent who did change. Eighty percent did not. Now of the people who stayed, they said that they did their research. And found and found the deal was okay with their current provider. Mm. Some of them admitted I didn't. Mate, know, I didn't know all, I could. Switch. All of them did not do the research. Well, oh no, they, they, they said that. No, not everyone did it. Like I think nine percent of people either didn't know they could switch or didn't understand enough of the NBN to even attempt it. Mm. So that that's account that's accounted for those people. But the others claimed that they the some were also locked into a contract. So say you've signed up for Optus for 24 months yeah. and then suddenly a year into your contract, hang on, you've got the NBN, but you're still our provider. So they they, they were kind of forced to stay. Yeah. Yeah. So well, why, why are you it, calling it, bullshit on that? Mate? Because, mate, if, if 80% of people were staying with Telstra, let's yeah. just use Telstra as an example, okay. mate, they wouldn't be in crisis mode right now. Yeah, right. They're in crisis mode at Telstra mm-hmm. because they're purging customers by the day. Mm. Two reasons that's a problem for them. One, just customers, and two, the the every customer they lose costs them much more than just the the general revenue because mm-hmm. they they're not retaining them as a as a line customer at all. Yeah, mate. If Telstra were retaining eighty percent of their customers, I think they'd be they'd be disappointed, but they would not be in panic mode because they're they're re-strategizing their whole business. Yeah, essentially. I mean, Andy Penn m- m- made a speech. Almost entirely focused indirectly on the dramas the NBN change is causing them as a business. I bet, mate. Was well, that why my, they split the business in half? The, the best thing, oh, the best numbers I saw, and these were real numbers from areas around Australia, was Telstra was maybe picking up thirty-five, forty percent, sometimes forty-two. Retaining, you mean? Retaining, no, mate, that was the their up. customer base. That was right. their the, of NBN customers. Oh, okay, okay. Now they're 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 way above forty percent in terms of you know normal yeah. internet customers. So well, but it it probably goes to the fact that. These twelve hundred and thirty-five NBN users yeah. were from various telcos. Obviously, they weren't all Telstra customers. No, absolutely. If they were all Telstra customers, that wouldn't be eighty eighty oh, percent. So, be a let, let me be clear. I, I just 
I'm just mindful not to take a stat from a survey as gospel, but the survey makes excellent points, like brilliant points, because people don't know that they can switch yeah, and change. Exactly. I say it all yeah. the time. I'm yeah. like, like I have to, with respect, I have to say it to you, mate, do not just sign with Optus because you've been with them forever. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got a massive opportunity here. I you've, do. you've essentially had one option. As someone who wanted the best internet possible yep. and cable was here from Optus, that's the best internet you get. Why would you ever be with anyone internet. else? Yeah, no, it's the only internet I could get. But, but well, with, not the only, but the as best. As soon yeah, as yeah. the NBN comes in, yeah. there's a hundred providers that can give you... Yeah. Theoretically, the same thing. It's just a matter of how well they provide to yeah, your area. But before you, know, you know, I think I've said this to you. I am going to give Optus a go. I'm not. You going to just brush are a crazy them. No, I'm not, mad. I'm cat. not going to just brush them without trying them. If they're no good on the NBN, I'll, mate, I'll drop them like a bad habit. Not a problem. But you sign a contract, and this no, podcast no, is over. No, I won't. I won't. Tell you that right. Now. I won't. I'll be talking to my friends at Optus and say, listen, I'm going to trial this, and I, I might have to pay the two hundred up front to get the modem, yeah, and see how what happens. But even if I sign a contract. And it's not to my liking. I can still get out of it. I'm, I can say, look, this is not meeting my needs, and I want out, and then I'll get out of it. One other, you'll be, you'll, you'll find it's very hard to get out of those now because of the way they now, yeah. they now word it's the, the speed yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. the speed stuff has cost them so much money, yeah, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. that there's no guarantee on speed in these things. They yeah. just give you average peak speeds and stuff well, like that. Well, I'll be doing my research, and I'm due to get it in the next next four weeks, when yeah. August, when that rolls around. So I'm going to do my research. I'm going to talk to my people at Optus, see if I can find out their CVC and see if what how that compares to our mates at Aussie Broadband who happily, openly publish, publish that. Yeah. So I am going to do my homework. I'm not just going to take this, make this decision lightly because I'm responsible for this decision, not only for myself but for my family. Yes. So I've got three kids, my wife... If it doesn't work out, I'm the one who gets grief. This whole parenting thing, there's yeah. a lot of responsibility it involved. It is. Well, yeah, you're the same. You sort of take the tech lead in your place. Yeah, you yeah, made the decisions. It'd be a bit awkward if someone else did. Exactly. Oh, that's right. So you, you take the initiative, and, and if it doesn't work, they, they say, Dad, the internet's not working, and so it's you up to you. So I don't want I don't need that grief in my life. I want it to be good not only for my sake, <laughs> but also for my family's sake. That's what I'm saying. Talking Tech, episode 351. Thanks to good people at Netgear and Unidare. Now, Netgear uh, bring us the Arlo Ranger smart home security cameras. They are uh, 100% wire-free, weatherproof, HD, two-way audio, uh, app control, cloud recording. It's all the buzzwords, but it's real. Um, you can put these things in, they can set up in a heartbeat. A little base station comes with the setup pack, which gives you a siren if you need it. Gives you localized recording if you want it, and you can have you can start with one camera, expand up to ten or twenty. Um, you get uh, five cameras for free, uh, cloud recording for a few days for free, and you can extend that with a subscription to either get more cameras, longer cloud recording, and also uh, even uh, continuous video recording with a powered model as well. They are wire free. They run on a battery. The batteries last months, uh, depending on how much you record and how often they detect motion. Arlo from Netgear, A-R-L-O. Arlo, smart home security cameras. Look them up and check them out. Stephen, big news. Massive news. Massive news in computer gaming in the NBA. Now, these computer games come out every year. Uh, FIFA, uh, NBA, WWE, Madden. Madden. There's there's annual... Formula One. Yeah, there's annual changes to those games um, to make them better make the gameplay different, include the new teams and players. But there's also a very important choice of the cover model. Now, this year in Australia, for the very first time, the cover of the NBA 2K19 will be an Aussie, Ben Simmons. Benny Simmons. Philly Philly Ben, uh, number 75, Massive. I think he is, for, for Philly. Yep. 
um, who big, is frankly basketball an absolute world, yeah. superstar. Yeah. Um, like nice. he's he's one of the top top ten, if not top three players Absolutely. in the NBA right now. Yeah. He's an Aussie. His dad was a basketballer. He's, he comes from good uh, good stock. Um, but gee whiz, mate, I think it's huge. I so think is it's he really worldwide massive. cover or just in Australia? No, just Australia, New Zealand. Okay, right. You know they always it's, it's like the soccer. They often they they had kale on the cover of FIFA. Yeah, you know they they changed the cover. Of but course, just yeah. just to have a unique cover with an Aussie on it is absolutely mind blowing. You think about kids that want to play the it's game, big. kids that are into it. This is big news and, and bloody well good on him and, and and great for the kids who are going to play the game to have someone to look up to. Completely. And while we're on basketball, what about the disgraceful brawl between Australia and the Philippines? Well, Did what about the that? disgraceful Philippines? I mean, they that just was unbelievable. Decked to Blake. Do you know and what? The, fair, the, the, the officials got call, involved. You know what? Call the whole thing uh, equal. They're both responsible. But then they, oh, they no. took an Aussie. Philippines escalated. No, I'm right. just saying. Let's just call it that for a moment. Yeah. But just wait until you see the bit where they, they had an oh, Aussie right. down on the end of the court yeah, and they, they were just bashing him with a chair. There was Luke one, Longley came to his rescue. There was one Fili- Filipino bloke stood over him and essentially prevented that from happening, luckily. But wow. mate, it, was, it was filthy. And to think that they're going to be hosting the World Cup in a few years. Do you think they're going to have include the, the brawls, World Cup. brawls in the NBA uh, 2K19? <laughs> I don't think so. don't think so. Anyway, yeah. uh, check out the cover if you haven't seen it, uh, EFTM.com. Two blokes talking tech. Now, you know what? I, I'm a big fan. In fact, have a look up, Trevor. Yes. That's a massive Sony 4K projector. That, yeah. That's a four-year-old projector now. Yeah. So it's, same price it's, as my uh, Mazda two, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> it is, mate. Okay, it's a twenty five thousand dollar no, projector. That's not twenty five k. That's not the top of the line one. That's kind of the mid range one. Well, how but much anyway, is that worth? That retail, not what you paid. Went, no retail. That'd be that was I at think the at time. the time about fourteen grand. Yeah, mate. My, my Mazda two was sixteen <laughs> brand new. Okay. All right. So you got a car strapped oh, to the roof. Okay. You've got a car strapped to the roof of your theatre with its headlights on. Yes. And it's got, I only got one headlight, though. But you know what? At least what? you got two headlights with yours. Geez, the origin looked good. It looked great. Yeah, it is. It, mate, it's a bloody good projector. And in 4K, that's, that's HD you're looking at, which looks awesome. 4K, unbelievable. Right, yeah. So it's a Sony 4K. What have Sony you got Sony 4K, but there's, uh, new, there's, new, there's new native 4K Spewing. projectors. That how, are, how much uh, the, new product Envy have you got right now? Well, I do have, and mate, they're, these aren't out. To, they're, they're out now, uh, and I think they're, they're going to have, like, I think uh, I think a slight upgrade towards the end of the year. I had a right. chat to my, my good friends at Sony about uh, organizing a replacement projector. Because this projector here that I've got now doesn't have HDR. Oh, it's just awful. So it's pre-HDR. It still looks great, but it's just pre-HDR. Look at Joel Kane. He, could, he so, could have a bit more colour in his face. Absolutely. Well, the lights Gamble are responsible. The lights are on. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking at the uh, – there's three new uh, projectors in the range, the the 4K. And, and just to point out, just real quickly to educate our listeners, there are 4K projectors and there are 4K projectors. Yeah. Now, we're talking – uh, uh, there are some things that they do call pixel shifting and pixel bumping and all this wob- wobulation, they call it, where they make the that appear to be more pixels than they actually is. Right. These are native 4K projectors, so every single 8.8 million pixels are in this thing. So it's the X- SXRD processor, so they're full on. In fact, they use the same technology that's used in the cinema projectors that Sony have around the world. So if you mm. go to a public cinema... If you're in one of the t- more than 22,000 cinemas around the world, you're watching a Sony 4K projector. Mm. So it's the same technology they use in those massive cinema projectors that are brought in for these home cinema projectors. So they do employ that. And you think about it, Sony's the only manufacturer 
who's actually got skin in the game in terms of film production, film display, editing, from lens to lounge room, they've got this experience to bring 4K quality to yeah. your home, yeah. which is sort of, that, that's kind of the advantage they have. And the three new, the, they do range in prices from the cheapest is $8,000 all the way up to $23,000 if you want to have this incredible, like infinity to one contrast, 2,000 lumens of brightness. That's the top of the line. The others have less, slightly less lumen brightness and, and, and different lower contrast as well. But um, they all have HDR compatibility and this amazing native 4K projection. But uh, yeah, I've listed all them at Tech Guide. So if you want to check them out, I certainly will look forward to updating my Techguide.com.au. Now, Stephen, uh, the reviews this week, I think we have to start with uh, Hisense's uh, massive 75-inch TVs. It's we should a probably, probably talk about what we've both been watching. You've been yep. looking at the Series 8, or oh, 8 Series, series they call eight. them. Yep. Uh, I've been looking at the uh, eight, 9 Series. And just, if I can just quickly say, yep. off the back of what you were just saying about the 4K, um, the number one feature that I thought was really interesting to play with was game mode. Yes. Okay? Because, and I, I'll try and explain this in layman's terms for people, when you plug your Xbox into your TV and you output your Xbox One X in 4K, it sends a picture down the HDMI and it goes into the TV and your TV goes, what's this? And it interprets it and then it displays it in a certain way. With game mode on the Hisense um, TVs, the ULED TVs. What you're essentially then saying to the TVs, hey, hey, see that, see that, that data coming in via the HDMI. Just, just ignore. Don't, don't even look at it. Just put it up on the pixels. Don't spare the we're, horses. We're, pixel number one, put it on pixel yeah, number one. Pixel go. number nine thousand. Put. Yeah. Just don't, don't touch it. Don't upgrade it. Don't upscale it. Don't HDR it because it's already coming out great. <laughs> the Xbox One X can output in HDR and do all the bloody things it needs to do in 4K. Really good. So if it's coming out good, don't muck around with it because TVs have great image processors and image processors are made to manipulate the picture to look better. But what Hisense has said is, look, the picture looks bloody great, so let's just mm. bypass that. And game mode allows you to do that on an input level so that you're actually saying, yeah. you know what, for that input, just turn on game Go mode. Go for it. Now, the reason that's good naturally for gamers is that there's no lag. So what they're seeing is the game. Especially if you're on playing online, that that split yeah. second lag could be the, mean the difference in in the game. So having that almost zero lag, that that's what you're going for. So big tick for that. Also love of course sport mode. Sport yep. mode is we were both watching the World Cup. High Sensor is one of the major sponsors of the World Cup. So watching sport mode, and I watched a ton of sport on this thing, including the World Cup, including yep. some footy, and in sport mode, even in, even not in sport mode, it's still it's 200 hertz screen, great refresh rate, really smooth. Sport mode then kind of put put the icing on top of that. Yeah, yeah. So really smooth. It's got football the mode. Yeah. Well, it, there was no there was no sort of bleeding and, and no of, judder. It kind of made the picture yeah. pop in brightness, but it also then refreshes horizontally instead of vertically, which yeah. essentially allows you to try and eliminate as best you can that that kind of football. So how, how how I explain it to people to see if your TV's got good a uh, good refresh rate is when when you're watching the action. If you look in the background, and if you can read, when, when they're panning, watching the player go down the field, if you can read the advertising hoardings behind the player in the background, that means that it's got a really good refresh rate. So yeah. you're actually seeing the names and everything that are being panned across really quickly. Yep. 
that refresh rate's really high. So you got a, you got a good TV there for yeah. not only sport but for action movies as well. Yeah, look, so I, I thought, sense, big I thought tick there. football mode worked really well for that. I think uh, just generally um, the the new. Uh, smart hub system was fantastic. Yeah, really easy really, to navigate. You know, it's, it's essentially really a horizontal line of of, yeah. of your shortcuts. But but not only could you just add Netflix and stand there, but you could say, yeah. you know what, Channel Nine there, yeah, SBS there, HDMI one, SBS on demand there, yeah. HDMI one there. Yeah, live so you basically, you know, you it's think good. of your LG and Samsung there, bottom third. Instead, yep. this appears on top and it's in the middle of the page. You get to really customize that and. I'm not sure even on an LG or Samsung, you can say, oh, I want one of the shortcuts to be, you know, channel 90. Yep. You can go across to free-to-air TV and, and channel 90 is one of the shortcuts under that, but it's just one click closer. And yeah. I really like that, mate. Tell you what, the size, we both had 75-inch TVs yep. and I, I, we're both used to watching a 65-inch TV every I'm day. I'm not looking week. forward to it. It was a monster. Oh, this no. this TV was massive, yeah. And I even took a photo next to it just to give it some scale, yeah. just to see how big the bloody thing is. Yeah. And even when we took it away, I, I had to pack it up, and they, they picked it up. My sixty-five inch TV looked minuscule afterwards. Yeah. Thinking, is that all I've got? Really so I got nervous. used to this massive sc- screen size. I'm really nervous about that. And uh, the, in terms of the picture quality, I think you know High Sense have done a great job here. The technology that's working under the hood here, they, you know, you got, they've got the local dimming. They've got all this really good color processing technology. So the color's really rich. Like look, looking at the World Cup, you know, the grass was really green. Their jerseys were really bright. It, it really, it was really nice to watch. Watching 4K naturally and HDR was was absolute perfection. It was really, really nice. You know, the the black levels were probably ninety percent there. They they were they weren't, so, they, they weren't sort of Samsung LG. That's quality. what I was going to say. Out of the nine yeah. series, which claims that over a thousand zones of dimming, and it's all about the blacks. Look, it's beautiful. It's amazing. But sadly for Hisense, I've also got an OLED at the moment, and it's just every time I turn yeah. it on, I go, oh, no, well, yeah. it's OLED, you well, know? That's OLED, yeah. It, but for an LED, it's not pretty good. Correct. Look, it's gone the next level. Um, I don't know uh, whether you had much of a muck around with remote now, the remote app. I did, yeah. That's handy, yeah. Um, tip, a very big tip. It doesn't work with mesh, mesh Wi-Fi systems. Ah. Okay, because so I, I had it connected to yeah right okay. I had did, it did you have to, one of your standard? No, networks? I had one of my standard networks. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, mate, so you had a three orb. You didn't. Mate, work? I've had someone from Hisense come round really? to my house today to try and fi- try and do firmware. So you still register. got your TV? And then he's standing there. Poor bloke's come all the way. <laughs> Pete, thanks, thanks for coming out, mate. And um, and we, we've done everything we could. And then I've gone, mate. I've got an idea. I said uh, I'm going to turn hotspot on. We hotspotted the TV to my 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 phone. Boom! Hotspotted his phone to mine. Really? Remote now works fine. Oh. So I think there's something still to be done in terms of fixing that. But is it? It's not a sort of a port forwarding issue, is it? On your no, modem? No, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a 5G, uh, 2.4G oh. kind of confusion when they, when it's on a mesh single network. Okay. But I'm going to test it with uh, the VLOP and the cover just to check. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, right. it was just a little 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 bug that I found, and it's easy to fix. So I don't think that'll be a problem for them. What to did fix. you think of uh, the sound quality, mate? This thing, I thought a, it was above average. Oh, you, I had a Series Eight, which never had the speaker. The, the built Series Nine's got the soundbar. Yeah, no, you had it already. It's not no. Harman Kardon though. No, but it is a big, massive soundbar, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I had the Series Eight, which only had just the built-in speakers, which were, you know what, probably good enough. Not you get away with not having a soundbar. Yeah. But there's no Dolby Atmos. There's no surround. You know, some two like LG got Dolby Atmos yeah, out, yeah. out of the box. No, that that's kind of the difference there. Sound was acceptable. But if you really wanted to integrate it into a home theater system, then good. You've got multiple speakers. Or if you want the true surround or you know virtual surround, you can get a sound bar. The only other negative good. I'd give you is if I was to warm mount that TV, mm. 
uh, you know, all the all the plumbing's got to go through the wall again because I'm really used to now having the the single cable, you know, yeah. your, your Samsung style cable. Oh, exactly, yeah. Whereas you know, there's a lot of lot of HDMI's and stuff got to go through yep. the wall. So you so got to drop it down the wall. I think yeah. at, a, at a nine series level, I think they've got to come up with a, a yeah. single cable. Can you solution. warm out the nine series? Oh, you could. It's got. So the, where does the got, speaker go then? At the it front? still stays. I said that today. It just said, still hangs still, off the front. Still stays there, pointing out a bit. Really? So I don't think it'd look great warm out, okay. but I think it looks beautiful desk okay. mounted. So I don't think you would bother. Fair enough. Yeah. Beautiful TVs, Lovely. really, really great stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously massive prices, um, but well worth a look. Techguide.com.au oh, yeah. for Stephen's review, and mine will be up soon at EFTM.com. Now, one of the bugbears a lot of people have about these MacBook Pros that we're both using, I've got yep. the 13, you've got the 15, yep. is the old USB-C um, ports yes. on the side. Yes. Uh, and the, the need for dongles for this, that, and everything. Now, yep. you and I have both tried a re- very affordable uh, little dongle that goes into the side yep. and yep. it gives you USBs, it gives you another USB-C, it micro gives you micro USB, 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 yep. And we both noticed they get bloody hot. You can cook an egg on it. Now, I've been uh, testing this week uh, a brand called Sateki. Sateki? Uh, S-A-T-E-C-H-I. How I've did they come a... up with that name? Hey, I don't know, oh, we're, we're pretty... Oh, I don't we're, not Sa- we're not Sateki? <laughs> well, we are That's Sateki. not bad for you. Yeah. Not, I might okay. be pronounced differently. Sateki. Um, mate, these people have got... I only tested I know, five of their products. They've got heaps. Like, they're five. one of those companies with a bunch of... Dongles and gizmos and gadgets. Okay. First one, uh, not entirely related to the MacBook, is just a travel charger. So single, you know, the figure eight uh, power cord. Yep. Uh, single power cord into the wall. You get a USB-C power. You get a quick uh, Qualcomm Quick Charge 3 and two 2.4 amp USB chargers. Giddy up. But that is your new travel pack. It's unbelievable. It's awesome. Then there's uh, all these USB, kind of USB-C dongles. Yep. They have two dongles that, that I tested that have a cable going into the, into the MacBook and then yep. the little kind of hub off the side, and two of them that plug directly into ah, the MacBook. They take up two USB-C ports. One of them takes up just one, okay. um, but it covers up the other one, okay. uh, and one of, them, one of them actually plugs into both USB-C, so that it gives you a second um, power through. But it's got a bloody 4K HDMI, wow. two USBs, micro SD. You're going to have to forward their address, these people. One of the dongles, mate, one of the dongles has Ethernet. Wow. And I'll tell you right now, they're cheap. Mate, they're cheap. 89 bucks for for one of the dongles, uh, 149 for the one with Ethernet. Um, sixty nine for the for the simple one that like the one we used to have, yep. uh, and I think eighty nine for one hundred thirty nine for the big one with wow. you know two USB Cs and four K uh, HDMI awesome. and stuff like that. Mate, they look like cracking products, and everything I hear is they're selling like bloody hotcakes. Well, it you, sounds you like USB C has really come into its own now. Uh, uh, well, you can see a couple of these products are very. Other companies have a couple too. of these products are very MacBook specific. Yeah. But uh, the ones that have a kind of cable yeah. would work on anything. And, Absolutely. mate, it's all you need in your bag. So if you've got any yeah. device with a USB-C, uh, Satechi, S-A-T-E-C-H-I, check them out. They're uh, on sale at JB Hi-Fi and uh, an online website called Syntricate. Syntricate. Links are at EFTM.com. Satechi. Uh, two bikes talking tech, Stephen. Um, what a great origin series. I'm going to say one of the best origin series I've watched in a long time. Terrific. Despite the fact that Queensland lost the series. Yeah, well, it was. I think they left the best game to last, and and, and the Queenslanders <laughs> won it, although they, they were watching. They're still still going, the, the yeah. broadcast. Uh, Angus Crichton just walked past uh, Brad Fittler being interviewed then with the, with the Shield, the origin Shield. First time in four years they've won the series. And let me just say that the last time New South Wales won the series was in 2014, mm. and we know what ended up happening that year. Souths went on to win the grand final. Oh. This year, 
New South Wales won the, oh. the series, and Souths are leading the competition, so you never know what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. Uh, Stephen has put the mocker on them. <laughs> no, no, please don't say that. I have not put the mock on them. Hammered them. No. Two Blokes Talking Tech, get in touch, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag. We always appreciate your feedback, and if, you wanna, if you've lasted this long through the podcast, jump on the iTunes store. Give us a rating. Give us a rating. We'll, we'll give you a shout-out. We'll, we'll give a shout-out to everyone who gives us a five-star rating. You get a shout-out on the show. Is that fair? You know what? I'm prepared to fair? send an EFTM merchandise. I'm there prepared to send go. a water bottle. Okay. You but go. you're going to need to send an email as well with your address. There you Otherwise, go. It's just there an iTunes go. review. can't okay. see. We'll check those next week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.